This is the Truth Podcast, where we question everything and no topic is off limits. I got it all covered. Discover the truths about topics you were never taught in school. Learn the uncomfortable and inconvenient truths about current events, geopolitics, culture, economics, and healthcare. You're now listening to the Truth Podcast. Question everything. And now your host, Richard. And welcome back to another episode of the Truth Podcast, where we question everything. I am your host, Richard. It is Monday, October 28, 2019, as we embark on a new week here in the middle of the fall season, my favorite season. This week, we're going to touch on the topic that I think you'll find very interesting. The title, Hollywood and the CIA Connection. Yes, there is a definite connection with CIA, the movie industry, and the film industry. But before we get into this week's topic, I do want to touch on and talk about our newest sponsor, Brave Browser. Friends, take a bite out of Google and Chrome, which spies on you, and use the new Brave Browser. It's more than twice as fast as Google's Chrome, it has a built-in ad blocker, and it will never ever spy on you. Plus, if you want to see advertisements, you can earn DAT tokens, which you can pay forward to your favorite creators of your choice. It is truly a great way to fight back against evil Google and their Chrome browser. So definitely take a look and download it. I'll leave a link in the description. All right, so let's get into this week's topic, Hollywood and the CIA connection. Black Hawk Down, Zero Dark Thirty, and Argo. Those are only a few major recent productions showing how today's movie industries promote U.S. foreign policy. But the motion picture has been used for propaganda since the beginning of the 20th century, and Hollywood's cooperation with the Department of Defense, the CIA, and other government agencies is no modern trend. With Michelle Obama awarding Ben Affleck's Argo, the Oscar for Best Movie, a couple of years ago, the industry showed how close it is to Washington. Argo is a propaganda film concealing the ugly truth about the Iranian hostage crisis and designed to prepare the American public for an upcoming confrontation with Iran. Foreign policy observers have long known that Hollywood reflects and promotes U.S. policies, in turn, it is determined by Israel and its supporters. This fact was made public when Michelle Obama announced an Oscar win for Argo, a highly propagandist anti-Iran film. And amidst the glitter and excitement, Hollywood and the White House reveal their pact and send out their message in time for the upcoming talks surrounding Iran's nuclear program at the time. Hollywood has a long history of promoting U.S. policies. In 1917, when the United States entered World War I, President Woodrow Wilson's Committee on Public Information enlisted the aid of America's film industry to make training films and features supporting the cause. George Creel, the chairman of the CPI, believed that the movies had a role in carrying the gospel of Americanism to every corner of the globe. The pact grew stronger during World War II. Hollywood's contribution was to provide propaganda. After the war, 
Washington reciprocated by using subsidies, special provisions in the Marshall Plan, and general clout to pry open resistant European film markets. As Hollywood and the White House eagerly embraced Argo and its propagandist message, they shamelessly and deliberately conceal a crucial aspect of this historical event. The glitter buries all too important fact that the Iranian students who took over the U.S. Embassy in Tehran proceeded to reveal Israel's dark secret to the world. Documents classified as secret revealed Lakem's activities. Initiated in 1960, Lakem was an Israeli network assigned to collect the scientific intelligence of the United States for Israel's defense industry. Zero Dark Thirty is another great silver screen propaganda piece which spurred outrage a few years ago. It exploited the horrific events of 9-11 to present torture as an effective and necessary evil. Zero Dark Thirty is disturbing for two reasons. First and foremost, it leaves the viewer with the erroneous impression that torture helped the CIA find Bin Laden's hiding place in Pakistan. Secondarily, it ignores both the illegality and the immorality of using torture as an interrogation tool. The thriller opens with the words based on a first-hand accounts of actual events. After showing footage of horrific 9-11 attacks, it moves into a graphic and lengthy depiction of torture. The detainee, Amar, is subjected to waterboarding, stress positions, sleep deprivation, and confined into a small box. Responding to the torture, he divulges the names of the courier who ultimately leads the CIA to bin Laden's location and assassination. It may be good theater, but it is inaccurate and misleading. Earlier that year, the Golden Globe Awards made some analysis criticize Hollywood's dark celebration of the police state and argue that the real Golden Globe winner was the military-industrial complex. Homeland won Best TV Series, Best TV Actor and Actress. It is a highly entertaining show, which actually portrays some of the flaws of the MIIC system. Argo won Best Movie and Best Director. It glorifies the CIA, and Ben Affleck spoke with the highest praise for the CIA. And Best Actress went to Jessica Chastain of Zero Dark Thirty, a movie that has been vilified for propagandizing the use of torture. The military industrial complex is playing a more and more pervasive role in our lives. In the next few years, we'll be seeing movies that focus on the use of drone technology and police and spy work in the U.S. We've already been seeing movies that show how spies can violate every aspect of our privacy, of the most intimate parts of our lives. By making movies and TV series that celebrate these cancerous extensions of the police state, Hollywood and the big movie studios are normalizing the ideas they present with us, lying to the public, routinely creating fraudulent stories as covers for what's really going on. All of these troublesome Hollywood connections have been examined in depth with various articles you'll be able to find. It may not be entirely surprising that the U.S. government seeks to influence films and TV. After all, the power of the media to shape public perceptions of major contemporary issues and historical events is well documented, and it's no secret the U.S. government agencies operate entertainment liaison offices connecting entertainment industry professionals with department officials. However, the publicly pervade image of these offices, small operations, assisting actors, authors, directors, producers, and screenwriters upon request, 
with minimal input on media projects beyond ensuring authenticity and accurate portrayal of agencies in the media could not be further from the truth. Moreover, previous estimates of how many projects the U.S. government has assisted were woefully inadequate, to say the least. Typically, state involvement in media projects begin when their producers approach an entertainment liaison office in search of support and guidance. Often, they wish to borrow military equipment or feature locations or perhaps personnel in their work, which could cost millions to hire privately. The U.S. security state is more often than not happy to oblige, and in return for a say on the project's content. As a result, any project U.S. government agencies are involved in is likely to be subject to script changes and, in some cases, quite seismic and others small but significant. For example, if there are characters, action, or dialogue an agency doesn't approve of, filmmakers must accommodate to their demands. Production assistance agreements, contracts between the agency and project, then lock filmmakers into using military-approved versions of the script. It's all about promoting themselves and promoting foreign and security policies and, in some cases, worldviews that justify their continued existence and massive budgets. Pentagon involvement in the U.S. film industry dates back to the 1910s, although perhaps predictably, they became much more heavily involved during World War II, establishing the Entertainment Liaison Office system shortly after the war. Since then, the documents suggested the Pentagon has worked on at least 800 movies, the CIA became involved almost immediately upon its creation in 1947, although its forebear, the Office of Strategic Services, assisted with the production of three films in the immediate aftermath of World War II. OSS, Cloak and Dagger, and 13 Rue Madeleine. Each movie deals with the work of the OSS and to glorify U.S. covert operations. In fact, the movies arguably make the case for the creation of the CIA. OSS is particularly obvious in this respect. It's a story about guys being recruited into the agency and being sent to France to help the resistance. In one scene, an instructor says to his recruits, we need a central intelligence agency, and talks about how the U.S. is languishing behind its enemies in intelligence terms, as they've been doing it for 200 years obviously a reference to Russia and the Soviet Union, rather than Nazi Germany. These lines are particularly discerning when one considers the film itself was released in 1946, before the term CIA, or Central Intelligence Agency, had appeared in any official document, and before most historians suggest the Cold War had commenced. Indeed, far from any enemy, the Soviet Union was still considered an ally by many Western politicians and citizens alike. However, it was not until the 1990s that the CIA began official initiatives to boost their Hollywood influence. The agency established an entertainment liaison office of its own in 1996, and since then have had consistent and steady influence on films and TV shows. Some of the projects that boast covert state involvement are perhaps predictable, like sci-fi blockbusters such as Transformers or The War of the Worlds. Others are baffling. For instance, since 2005, the Pentagon has worked on dozens of reality TV projects, including Cupcake Wars, American Idol, and Top Chef. The CIA 
also worked on an episode of the latter series, as did the State Department. The approach seems to be almost anything can be used to promote the U.S. security state, its ideology and objectives. They're trying to reach out to audiences beyond the usual young men who go see war and action movies. There have been documents that have made it clear that the U.S. government has massively expanded its involvement in the entertainment industry since the 1990s. Now, this perhaps have may be driven by cost-cutting initiative during Bill Clinton's presidency, which almost led to the liaison offices being shut down. Motion Picture Association president Jack Valenti at the time had wrote, and I quote, I think they're partly just trying to prove their worth, but it's also because there's a lot more TV being made these days with free-to-air digital channels multiplying the hours of content. More TV means more requests for assistance, which in turn means more supported projects. I imagine there's also an element of trying to justify their massive budgets in the absence of a Cold War external threat. Unquote. I think the Department of Justice, Department of Defense's Hollywood database is the most fascinating set of documents as they sometimes reveal the nature of script changes. For example, the 2003 film Tears of the Sun about a fictional Navy SEAL rescue operation in Nigeria was heavily edited to remove the impression that the U.S. government is involved in nasty conspiracies overseas. In other cases, it's about civilizing troublesome elements of a script to distance a story's content from the U.S. Department of Defense establishment. As many files are still being withheld by the U.S. security state, it's important to know exactly how widespread military censorship of entertainment has been or is. Nonetheless, the next time a major movie featuring U.S. military and or intelligence to any degree hits cinema films, you may wish to keep your eye open and your ears keenly open. Its content may be well fiddled by the U.S. secret state. I thank you for listening to this week's topic and this episode of the Truth Podcast. Hope to catch you here next week as we continue to question everything here on the Truth Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I'll catch you here next week. Take care. God bless.